0: Hi, this is Greg Warren, and you are listening to PS Tape Recorder.
1: Hello there. I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Cincinnati AM radio talk show host Scott Thompson attends an Occupy Cincinnati rally. Until he has second thoughts...
0: Well, what if I bump into one of them and one of their their drug needles stabs me? They're kind of out of their mind on drugs and stuff.
1: Yeah, it gets even better. Um, Also you like the rock and roll kids, well we have Alex Gaskarth from the band All Time Low talking about several things including how they keep from driving each other crazy when they're touring so much. I think one of the the things that's really benefited us has been growing up together. All that coming up shortly, but first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news me. An Arizona mother of four has been banned from eight McDonald's restaurants, where she repeatedly swabbed play areas for bacteria and a personal crusade for better cleanliness, various news agencies reported. Monday, Erin Carr Jordan, 36, of Chandler, Arizona, received a hand-delivered letter informing her that she is prohibited from setting foot in eight McDonald's restaurants in Gilbert, Chandler, and Phoenix, Arizona, and that she will be charged with criminal trespass if she does. The McDonald's spokesman for that area of Arizona could not be reached for comment, having called off sick that day. An asteroid the size of an aircraft carrier will fly by Earth closer than the Moon on November 8th, NASA announced yesterday, and that it was making final preparations to study the asteroid as it flies by. The flyby presents a unique opportunity because scientists are able to make observations without sending a spacecraft to the asteroid. Amateur stargazers can also follow its course, and doomsday nuts can be on TV for a few weeks. Consumer Reports Friday revealed a mislabeled seafood scam that has left millions of consumers clueless as to whether the fish they think they are buying is the fish they're actually eating. The world's largest independent product testing organization on Friday revealed that 22% of the seafood that it tested at supermarkets, restaurants, fish markets, gourmet stores, and big box stores in three states was either mislabeled or incompletely labeled or misidentified by store or restaurant personnel. Uh, For example. For example, folks ordering lemon sole likely got flounder, people who thought they were buying red snapper probably got tilapia, and people buying goldfish crackers likely got packing peanuts. A major snowstorm is rolling through the eastern US bringing with it ice and several inches of snow. Forecasters are predicting heavy snow, falling temperatures, and plenty of ridicule of Al Gore by Fox News. Redbox rental kiosks are attracting movie lovers fed up with Netflix video subscription service. But now Redbox owner Coinstar is risking its own customer backlash by raising its prices. The same move that triggered Netflix's recent loss of 800,000 customers in the US. The new rental rate will be $1.20 per day instead of $1. And Redbox prices will remain unchanged for Blu-ray disc, which is currently $1.50 per day, and video games, $2 per day. Said a Redbox spokesman, we wanted to do something really disastrous like split the company in two, but instead we opted for a slightly higher rental fee, and machines that only sometimes accept returns. Given his friendship with Hunter S. Thompson and his role in the publication of Thompson's novel, it makes perfect sense for Johnny Depp to play his surrogate in The Rum Diary. Depp adroitly captures the gonzo spirit of the journalist, author, and gesture of many substances. No punchline here, but a challenge for you listeners out there uh, to find anything, anywhere written about Hunter S. Thompson where the word gonzo is not used. Things are looking up for Mr. Charlie Sheen, the unofficial king of Halloween. Costume shops and websites around the U.S. report that Sheen is the most popular costume this season. The second most popular costume? A beat-up porn star. And that's been Fake News with me. Wall Street continues to be in the news, and I think some of the most interesting coverage is coming from AM radio. Now I know we have some listeners around the world—Australia, uh, England, Canada. Uh, most of the listeners are of PS Tape Recorder are in the United States, but uh, for those of you who don't know how AM radio works in this country, um, we have a large AM radio station here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, most of the hosts, well, let me give you an example here. The uh, host that's on at night when there's not uh, a baseball or basketball game is a gentleman named Mark Amazon. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he he bravely told his audiences this. I'm white. I'm a Republican. Okay, well, that's fine. And, uh, you know, opinion is an important part of uh, the way our democracy works. But unfortunately, just about every other host on WLW could probably say, I'm white. I'm a Republican. So, you know, not a lot of diversity on WLW, and uh, it's owned by a large company called Clear Channel Communications, and uh, I have taken their money. I uh, was a freelance writer for them. I wrote for uh, Gary Burbank, who you heard a couple of episodes ago. We did the bit about the newscaster saying how they're going to charge people for uh, getting songs stuck in their head, and Gary's going to be on uh, in a couple of episodes, hopefully doing some more funny voices and doing characters. But, uh, so anyway, uh, I have have taken the devil's money, just just for uh, clarity and disclosure's sake. Now, there's a gentleman on uh, in the mornings by the name of Scott Thompson, and uh, he used to be on WRVA in Richmond, and he still is on WRVA in Richmond, interestingly enough. Uh, He works in the mornings here in Cincinnati, and then they send him by satellite to WRVA, where he kind of acts as a local host there. Now, while he's a, uh, a pretty decent broadcaster from a technical standpoint, I don't think that they're sending him back to WRVA via satellite just because he's, you know, a, a swell broadcaster and they're, they're going to syndicate him. I think it's more to do with the fact that they just want to save some money. Uh, Clear Channel got into some horrible business deals in the past couple of years. Uh, they bought up all these little tiny radio stations around the country in the hopes that their competitors wouldn't buy them up. Uh, they have no hope of ever seeing their money back on any of these. And thus, they're in some very bad financial straits, so much so that in the past a uh, year and a half 2 years they have laid off several broadcasting icons from WLW uh, and their sister stations here in the community as well. Uh, some some very well known names, and uh, they did it presumably, and this has been reported widely in the local media to save money. They didn't want to. They asked a lot of these guys to take a pay cut, and they wouldn't do it. And and nor should they have been asked to do it because they didn't do anything wrong. So uh, Scott Thompson, who's on uh, starting, I believe, at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, he's following the basic uh, radio shtick here for AM radio as he covers occupy Wall Street and of course the uh, basic shtick is is that uh, he creates an air that he's actually informing his listeners when he's in fact doing the opposite he's actually kind of stringing them along and uh, he also gives you the uh, misconception that maybe journalism uh, might be taking place and they cement the whole idea together with having a a regular caller call in who is uh, usually with the opposition and of course you know this isn't usually the the brightest bulb uh, in the chandelier And um, although the guy they have here, he's a pretty eloquent guy. His name is Nick, and he lives in actually a a nice part of Cincinnati. But in any case, uh, you know, they'll have him call in. And uh, of course, he, you know, sounds crazy and he's a little off and, you know, uh, and somehow that's the the reasonable um, opposition. So, which brings us uh, to Occupy Wall Street and uh, Scott Thompson's coverage there. Uh, Well, he went down to the protests here in Cincinnati. I'll let him tell you uh, what happened.
0: I got about a block away.
1: Oh, I thought he was going to, you know, go into the crowd and maybe kind of cherry pick the crowd and kind of get people that, you know, because in any large crowd, you're going to get some people that sound kind of kooky. You guys remember Chase Whiteside from New Left Media. He was the fellow that went around and posted those videos on YouTube. Him and his buddy Tom were interviewing folks at the uh, at the tea party. And um I mean, okay. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe Chase was cherry picking the crowd and just kind of you know, picking some of the nuts out of
2: the out of the fruit salad. I believe it's going to be the end of the life as we know it in America. Oh,
1: which issues do you believe are going to be the end of life we know in America?
2: Well, the the, the socialist angle. I mean, you know, the progressives have perverted.
1: But I mean, which issue specifically?
2: Um, the tyranny of the government.
1: Is that the right answer? Tyranny of the government, or uh, maybe this lady?
0: Do you know that President Obama is considering banning fishing in America?
1: So it's hard to say if you know everybody he interviewed was like that, or he just posted you know uh, what he thought was the was the best sound. So, but uh, so I figure well, Mr. Thompson, he'll go down to uh, the Occupy Cincinnati uh, protest and he'll get some uh, he'll get some similar sound bites, uh, maybe like the one uh, the local TV station got from this gentleman.
0: We want to have government of, for, and by the people, and uh, we need our First Amendment right to do that. We need to be able to gather and to have these important conversations. We love our country. We love our constitutional rights.
1: Okay, so there aren't enough crazy people to talk to. Um, Maybe we can come up with a good excuse for not talking to any of the Occupy Cincinnati
0: protesters. No, 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 not that any of them would be violent and beat me up, although that's a possibility. I mean, look at New York and other places. Other places like Oakland, where uh, protesters
1: were attacked by police. Oh, no, that's not a good example. Sorry.
0: I just, when I saw how unclean they are, I don't know what type, kind of diseases they carry in that. I mean, because it is, it's the, it's the mutants there, you know, the, the druggies and the unwashed. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll watch a little, you know, a block or so away. That way I don't come in contact with, well, what if I bump into one of them and one of their, their drug needles stabs me from their pocket? Not that they would do it intentionally, but, you know, they're kind of out of their mind on drugs and stuff and may bump into me. and Out of
1: their minds on drugs. Yeah, well, of course, he's got to sell this because, you know, obviously he's full of shit, so. um, Andre, Well, let's listen to one of the uh, people that was uh, spoken to by an actual reporter, not at Occupy Cincinnati, but uh, from Occupy Wall Street. Uh, pretty much the same crowd. I think Mr. Thompson would agree that uh, this guy is probably stoned out of his mind as well
0: general theme is our dissent uh, with, with, with the political system and the financial system and how it absolutely is uh, just corrupt.
1: What is that guy smoking? And of course, you know, the crowd is just filled with uh, liberals and lefties and progressives like this cat.
0: Got you. Now, you have a Ron Paul sticker? Sure do.
3: Are you a libertarian, would you call yourself? I am. Definitely.
1: Ruh. Yeah. So here you have it: the people that think that uh, the people that control all of the wealth in this country are the ones responsible for sending the economy into a tailspin are drugs. They're out of their minds. Okay, so the protesters are all on drugs. Got it. Uh, of course, we don't have any proof because you didn't talk to any of them, but uh, we'll take your word for it. And uh, of course, it's classic. You know, it's it's almost a cliche. You know, when when people are are doing drugs, they they do what? They 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 get the munchies. Uh, they sometimes uh, see things that aren't there, and uh, they protest. And in fact, uh, there's this, I, I hate to do this, I kind know of this annoying when people do this, but there's that, that classic uh, Cheech and Chong bit. Is Dave there? No, Dave's not here. Is Dave there? No, uh, Dave's out protesting the fact that corporations are treated like people and have a stranglehold on our democracy. <laughs> good times, good times with Cheech and Chong. Okay, bring in the regular caller, regular caller. Uh, maybe you can tell us about the uh, Occupy Cincinnati protest. Uh, Nick, the caller that is uh, phoning into the program, did actually go down there, and he tells Scott that the uh, Occupy Cincinnati protest is about this. We want to take our country back. Whoops, I'm sorry. That was from the Tea Party protest. Uh, Nick said this is why uh, the people were involved in the Occupy Cincinnati movement.
0: It's about taking our country back. Hmm,
1: hmm indeed. That sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? Okay, so later on in the day, we bring on the A-team, Willie Cunningham. You may know him uh, around the country, maybe even around the world. He's the fellow that introduced John McCain during the 2008 campaign and kept referring to Mr. McCain's opponent in the election as Barack Hussein Obama to the point where he really embarrassed uh, Senator McCain. And, uh, well, Willie's got things all figured out. Uh, it is not the fault of the people, uh, the uh, the small percentage, the, the 5% uh, percent of the people that control the 95% of the wealth in this country. It is, it's not their fault uh, that the economy is, is in ruins. It's the poor who control 2.5% of the wealth in this country. Uh, in fact, Willie has this to say about the poor. Most poor people are fat, and they eat too much, and they're too lazy. That's the problem. Wow, IKR. Uh, that's, I know, right for you folks that don't know the text, the texting lingo of the young people. Um, okay, well, that that was uh, pretty horrific. But here comes the surprise ending. Here's what Willie has to say about the Occupy Cincinnati protesters. A lot of their points make a lot of sense
0: to me. I agree.
1: And here, to further the surprise ending, this is kind of where I get turned around on the Tea Party just a little bit. Now, I have no hard data to back this up, and I will tell you I am, I am strictly theorizing here, but uh, theorizing from a, a, a basic set of facts, I would say probably that the Tea Party, if you were to, to poll them, would probably say that 95% of the problem rests in Washington and with the government, whereas if you polled Occupy Wall Street, I'd say maybe you'd get like a 70-30 split, like at 70 Wall Street and thirty percent washington dc but here's the thing we realize that someone is screwing us but i don't think we can agree on who it is or to what degree those two uh... entities are uh, are into us and i think we're a lot closer than people think and you know i think both sides are trying to make the other side look crazy to the benefit of washington and wall street so it keeps any problem from being solved or any progress from being made um, to end this bit here, let's uh, let this nine-year-old drug addict uh, sum things up for us.
0: They're just doing the you reverse of Robin Hood. The They're stealing That's from the, the poor who need their, the all their things bonuses. to live and, and jet. giving it and all to the rich. makes, rich. The makes no sense. sense.
1: Hey, who let the kid have a brownie? Okay, well, uh, just a day after I recorded and mixed that hilarious bit, um, I was thinking, you know, maybe I was a little too um, presumptuous as far as to why the uh, radio icons in this town have all been let go by Clear Channel. And then I read a story that my friend Bree Freeman tweeted to me about how Clear Channel laid off uh, over 100 disc jockeys and air personalities around the country, stressing it was not a cost-cutting move at all. No, sure it wasn't. And uh, by the way, if you want to follow uh, Bree Freeman and you're into radio, he's an old radio guy from way back. He gave me my first job in radio, as a matter of fact. Uh, You can follow him. I will... uh leave you the twitter handle on the Podbean page that'll be part of the links we'll discuss that at the end of the show and i'll also have a link to that story about uh, clear Channel laying off all the disc jockeys okay well enough of the uh, serious minded stuff let's talk about the rock and roll and a band called all time low uh, alex gaskarth nice enough to uh, call and do an interview for ps tape recorder we had to do this over my cell phone so the sound quality isn't the greatest but it's fine um, you'll really enjoy it. talks about the the band and being on the road and all that stuff here's our interview with Alex Gaskarth of All Time Low
2: Okay, hey, joining us on PS tape Alex Gaskarth from All Time Low and it's hard to say that without an English accent because, because I only ever hear you guys on BBC or Radio 1. But uh, uh, let me start <laughs> there. Uh, you guys have, uh, are, are pretty popular over in the, the U.K. It's, uh, 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 how does it feel to be popular in, in another country?
3: Uh, it's been going really well for us over there. Um, you know, they kind of uh, really supported our, our records over there, and, and BBC 1 was kind of one of the most supportive radio stations uh to date, um, you know, as far as picking up our music and, and giving us a shot. Uh, it's been very cool. The shows over there are always amazing. And it's, it's nice to know that, you know, we can go so far away from home and, and still have a great
2: Sunday. Conversely, is it frustrating to come home and, uh, you know, not as, ha- you know, have a, maybe a little more difficult time getting on to uh, commercial radio in this country?
3: Um, yes and no. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we've never been a band that relies on radio um, so much you know it's, it's not something that we, that we care about that much uh, you know we're, we're more focused on our live show and on touring um, so to be completely honest with you it's, it's, that's where the focus is you
2: know we, we just want to get out and play for the kids that want to hear music Seems to be, because uh, you guys seem to be constantly touring. I don't even know how you had time to, to put the last record together, which is a uh, brilliant, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, because I mean, usually a band that's touring a lot jumps off the road, they put out an album, and then you're sometimes, eh, not so much. But uh, there's some great tracks on that one. Uh, how do you guys, like, not drive each other crazy? Because the road has broken up many a band in uh, rock and roll history.
3: It has, and it does happen. But uh, no, I think you know we've been together for a long time now. We we all met in 2003 when we started the band, and um, I think one of the one of the things that's really benefited us is, has been growing up together. Um, you know, we we came together during some really formative years, and um, I think for that reason we we treat each other more like family than we do just friends. You know, we're um, we're on a very tight knit, uh, you know, kind of relationship level at this point, and uh, I think that really helps keep us together, you know, we, we know how to push each other's buttons, and we know how to avoid doing it, so um, cool. I think that's the biggest thing, we, we, you know, we support one another rather than
2: kind of butt heads. So, um, you were inspired, of course, by the likes of Blink-182 and, and Newfound Glory, what other influences uh, were there when you guys were putting the band together?
3: Um, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of uh, 90s, early 2000s uh, music really went into the, You know the kind of inspiration behind the band Um, the Foo Fighters Third Eye Blind uh, Green Day um, you know I think those are a lot
2: of the driving forces in in what we do now and uh, speaking of uh, bands uh, the last one of your peers that we interviewed would have been uh, We the Kings and Hot Shell Ray and what I found fascinating about the Hot Shell Ray kids is they don't really see themselves along with uh, like say You Guys or the Summer Set or the Ready Set or those other bands they see themselves more like the Fray and Maroon 5 and I kind of surprised even though they got along with everybody on that tour they were on how do you kind of see uh, all time low in the in the spectrum of, of rock music
3: you know I don't know I think, I think all time low is, is always kind of you know we started as a pop punk band and, and you know I think we've um, I think we've veered from that a little bit uh, as we put out more and more records um, but I think you know at the end of the day we've always prided ourselves on being a band that's very adaptable and, and um, can kind of uh, fit in whatever scenario we're given, you know, I think, you know, we've, we've toured with a lot of those bands before, and, and uh, no matter who it is, I think uh, we always kind of try to fit the mold. Um, you know, we, we just, like I said, we like being on the road, and and uh, I think live music is such a such an important thing, that that's really a big focus of this band, and, and the performance aspect of, of our show can be very dynamic, and, and we
2: kind of like to
3: function with it a little bit, keep it
2: new. to me, if you write good songs, you're automatically an alternative band because, of course, so many bands don't. But um, uh, is is touring with a lot of bands more fun than maybe touring just with an opener, or just to just more depend just who the band is?
3: Um, I think it's I think it's more dependent on who who's out on the road with you. Um, you know, we, we make a big point to like make friends with whoever we're out with. We we're creating memories, you know, more more than anything else. So, um. We we like to live fast and, and uh, you know make sure that what we do is is unforgettable for everybody. Um, so you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter who it is um, or how many we, we make we make the most of, of every tour. It,
2: it seems that it's kind of this uh, the structure of the record industry now kind of suits you guys because it is much more dependent on uh on touring and uh you know making your money that way as opposed to record sales where in the old days it was reversed you would go out and sell records and then you would just tour in support of that uh do you think you could have functioned the other way around or is this just, just just the way you guys grew up and this is the system you're in uh
3: i mean i think i, I don't know we've we've never had a shot at doing it any other way i think yeah. um a big part of what we've always done has been the grassroots approach you know we we uh we've always taken a lot of pride in the fact that we're constantly on the road and, and have built this thing from the ground up ourselves, you know. Um, I don't necessarily know if in this day and age uh, pursuing that old school method of, of selling singles and records and, and whatnot makes sense anymore. You know, I think it's an old model and it's a model that with the Internet around it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, something that you can't take away is, is the live show. You know, you can't bootleg that. You can't fabricate that. There's something, um, you know, universally genuine about it. So that's always got to be the focus, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, even if you can not bootleg it, who cares? Because people are really coming to see the live experience, which you really can't capture uh, on tape, particularly with a, a group like you guys and uh, a lot of the bands you tour with. It's it's much more of, a, exactly, much more of an exactly. event than it used to be in the old days, I think. Um, how, how closely mm-hmm. do you guys uh, get into the like the marketing aspect of how things are, are going to go, or you do the point where you know you have a set of people that handles that, and you just concentrate on on the tunes.
3: Yeah, you know, I think it's it's really important. This to, to to be on top of the creative side of things. Um, you know, it's, it's we're very lucky to be on a label that is supportive and has a big team and a variety of people that know, you know, a lot more than we do about the industry. Um, so you know they. It takes, the, it takes, you know, some of the pressure off the of and Like you said, it allows us to uh, just focus on being creative and, and making music that people want to listen to.
2: When you guys aren't being all-time low and, and you have those rare times off, what kind of other interests outside of music uh, do you guys have?
3: Um, a lot of video games, a lot of movies. <laughs> um, basically, the average stuff. When we're at when we're home, we're usually out just drinking and partying with our friends and and uh, having a good time. It's, it's, you know, I think one of the big things with with the way we run our band is that because we're on the road so much, when we're home, um, you know, all we want to do is catch up with family and friends. And, and um, there's really nothing outlandish or, or crazy about you know our lives when we're when we're back home. It's it's just uh, what you would
2: imagine catching
3: up with people and, and having fun.
2: Is that songwriting muscle kind of always in gear? Where like if you are hanging out with friends and someone tells you a story, you're, you're kind of thinking like, hey. You know, that could inf-
3: yeah actually yeah you know, it, it's very strange but um, this time more than ever between uh, tours and on a record cycle, um, I've been so inspired and have been riding almost nonstop um, you know even even while we we're on the road uh, and that, that's never really happened to me before so you know I, I, it kind of excites me where where we're at right now um, creatively you know we have there's a lot of potential for the future and uh, you know I think the focus is to just Keep doing what we're doing, and, and um, hopefully this kind of newfound uh, wave of inspiration, you know, keeps kind of flowing, because it's it's generating some
2: really good ideas. Cool. So you're well on your way to uh, another album.
3: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we, you know, kind
2: of start pursuing that sooner than later. Cool. So, well, before I let you go, um, if you could do, uh, do a couple liners for me, that would be super um yeah, absolutely. Can say, Hi, this is Alex Gaskar uh, from All Time Low. You're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder, or however you want to do it. Have fun with it as they say in radio. Sure.
3: Sorry, what
2: is it? Uh, P.S. Tape Recorder.
3: P.S. Tape Recorder. That's yep. cool. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Alex from All Time Low, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder.
2: All right, well, thank you, sir. Uh, we will see you in Louisville, and then uh, uh, we're going to go down there and cover the show and then write about it for City Beat and uh, run the interview as well and uh... right on thank you so much all right well thanks for taking the time sir yeah thanks for
1: having me appreciate it All right, bye bye. take care and thanks again to alex gaskarth of all time low and uh, we are recording this on uh, saturday august 29th so we just saw them in louisville last night along with the ready set he is we and a group called paradise fear and all the groups were great in fact uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I left Skype open again. Hold on. Hey, let me just grab this real quick. Uh, hello? Hey, P.F. Scott Thompson, 700-WLW. Oh, hey, Scott. How you doing? Uh, we were just talking about you earlier. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, y- y- why is Skyping me? I just live uh, right across town. I'm right in the eastern hills. You just could have driven over. Well, I was going to drive over and see you, Pia, but I got about a block away, and I feared for my safety. Why would you fear for your safety? I live in a pretty nice part of town. I mean, it's not, you know... You know mansions around, but it's it's a nice middle- class part of town. The uncleanliness, PF I know you're unclean well i I just took a shower a, a few minutes ago as a matter of fact before I started uh, mixing down the the podcast here and I was, I was afraid what kind of diseases I might get. you're because you're a mutant PF Well, I think that's kind of uncalled for, but um you mean you're, you're always welcome to come over, Scott. you know that. Yeah, but I was afraid you stick me with a needle because c- you're out of your mind on drugs, P.F. Okay, Scott. Well, there's nothing else I could help you with, because I was uh, talking about the uh, the big rock and roll show down there in Louisville with All Time Low and those other bands. Um, do you ever go to the rock and roll shows? I was going to go down to that show, actually, Pia, but I drove all the way down to Louisville. I got to the parking lot, and I saw them lined up, and they're all chanting the same thing. Oh, well, they're they're probably chanting All Time Low, All Time Low, because, you know, they're very excited to, you know, to see their band. They have a very fervent fan base. Yeah, but they're, they're all on drugs, and I was afraid I'd get stuck with a needle. Well, no, actually, all the kids are very well-behaved, I don't think anybody was even drinking. Uh, the adults that were there weren't drinking. I don't even think I saw anybody uh, holding a beer, as a matter of fact. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a, uh, I think I'm getting a little bit of a cold. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know how that is, P.F. Um, Did uh, you get your flu shot yet? I know my, I haven't gotten mine. Uh, my family got all theirs, but I'm, I'm waiting to get mine. Uh, I, you probably don't believe in that, do you? Uh, no, P.F. I'm, I'm afraid of getting stuck with a needle. Oh, see, that makes sense. Kind of, you're, you're kind of afraid of that. But, you know, the the Center for Disease Control uh, says that you really should get a flu shot, especially this season. So you not only keep yourself healthy, but, you know, your co-workers, because you work in a you know big radio station with a lot of people around. Yeah, I, you know what? I got to go, P.F. You're out of your mind on drugs. Okay, yeah, Scott Thompson just calling in there on the Skype uh, from 700 WLW Radio. And um, everyone's out of their mind on drugs, so... That's what we've learned today on PF Tape Recorder, episode 16. All right, uh, to get back real quick to the all-time low show, everybody was great. Uh, Paradise Fear, I'd never seen before, and what a swell bunch of kids they are. They had a couple of nice tunes. Uh, he she were pretty good. Boy, uh, the Ready Set, man, I'll tell you what. Bands these days uh, that the kids are listening to, the rock and roll bands, I think they sound better than ever because you may remember, I'm in my 40s, you guys may remember back in the day, maybe going to see some bands and you know, you know, know they didn't sound nearly as good as they did on the record. And you're kind of like, these guys sound awful, but... Uh, All these bands I've seen recently that my daughter likes, uh, all of these, the We the Kings and Hot Shull Ray and all these bands, they all sound really good. I think probably a lot of that has to do with the fact that the industry has changed, and these guys have to tour all the time now, and I think they just get to be good musicians very quickly. But uh, vocally, instrumentally, everyone did really well. So um, if you have a chance to check any of these bands out or listen to them on the radio or in the iTunes or anything, uh, I recommend all of them. you probably find one that you like. And that's about going to do it here for P.F.'s Tape Recorder, episode 16. I'll have links on the Podbean page for this. If you're listening to this in iTunes, cruise over to pfradio.podbean.com. I'll have links to all of the bands that were uh, playing along with All Time Low. I'll have links to the uh, WLW. Uh, Clear Channel, Laying Off, Disc jockey Story, everything that was covered on the podcast today. Uh, Other than that, I invite you to like us on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at PF66. And, oh, I've got a a date, not with a woman, because I'm married. Uh, So, uh, of course, I wouldn't have a date with a woman. Uh, not even her, strangely enough, but um, on November 8th, Tuesday, November 8th, if you're going to be in the Cincinnati area, I will be at Mugbees on Beachmont Avenue doing trivia. And uh, it doesn't sound like a very sexy gig, but it's a lot of fun. And having attended some of the other trivia gigs in town, I can assure you this is going to be some good pub trivia. So stop by if you're in the area, love to see it. Starts at 7.30, goes till about 9.30. Uh, let me see. I think that's about all the business we have. Oh, the PF tape recorder logo designed by Dan Cobell. Let me see. The theme music composed and written by Johnny Varopoulos with a little bit of help from me. Performed by Doug O'Connor, John Varopoulos, with a tiny bit of help from me. Other than that, all I have to say is thanks for listening. I'm white, I'm a Republican.